everyone, I'm Teresa Burns, and this is It's Only the Overture. Come build a theater company with us. Hey, Tammy and Brielle, we have a theme song. We have a theme song. And it's incredible. It's pretty awesome. It's really cool. It's insane. Oh my goodness. Oh gosh. So Tammy, you tell the story. How did we get this incredible theme song? It's nuts. Okay, so first of all, let me tell you about the person who composed and played it for us. He is a five-time Grammy winner. He's up for another one, I think, this week. Um, He's on the Barbie soundtrack, so he's up for another one. He has played, just to give you an idea of some of his background, he has played with Lady Gaga, Bob Dylan, Amy Winehouse, Ed Sheeran, you too. I mean, it's so silly. <laughs> and us. He was a, yeah. us. <laughs> he was a member of Sharon Jones and the Dap Kings. And for the last decade, he's been playing with the Roots. So you can see him every night on Jimmy Fallon. Oh His name is Ian Hendrickson Smith. And he is a killer professional jazz musician. That's, I mean, yes. But in addition, like all around amazing person. I the nicest him, person. Like nicest wow. person. I met him about a year and a half ago. And um, for those of you who listened to our first episode, I said, just ask. And so I did. I was having drinks with him. And I was like, hey, any, any interest in writing us a theme song for our podcast that no one has listened to yet? <laughs> and he didn't even hesitate. He's like, done. He's got a new music venue in Brewster, New York. Mm. So if you guys are ever this way, um, it's called Uncle Chief. That's his nickname. He runs it with him and his amazing wife, Jenny. Nice. He's also a friend of mine. And um, yeah, they bring in these absurdly talented musicians from the city, from everywhere, New Jersey, Connecticut. And these people have played with everyone. It's insane. It's insane. Wow. Like you, every, any night you go there, you are seeing world-class jazz or world-class music, period. He has got a funk night. He has singers come in. Unbelievable. Trumpet players, sax players, organ players. I mean, like mind-blowing. I mean, he's the best sax player they ever get. That's amazing. He'd argue with you because he's <laughs> humble, but he's wrong. Um, but anyway, yeah, phenomenal. I mean, we j- I just asked, and he said yes, so here we go. That's a amazing. Song. Pretty awesome. Oh, my God, that's so cool. So y'all, now we have you... to live up to it. <laughs> yeah, for real. No pressure. no pressure. No, but like if y'all could see our faces right now, we are just like the biggest grins on our faces. That's so cool. It's, it's just so, so cool. cool. It's insane. Oh, So, yeah, so that's one major development since oh, yeah. our first episode dropped. <laughs> um Y'all, the response to our first episode has been overwhelmingly positive. And I, I genuinely, the word overwhelmed keeps coming to mind because I, you know, I'm a working actor. I spend a lot of time doing like a lot of labor that I love and I send it out into the void. And most of the time the void does not answer. It just like (laughs) goes and that's that. And then this time it feels like I did this thing I love with people I love and we sent it out into the void and the void responded Yeah, in like a very (laughs) overwhelming way. And I I know we all sat around at the table and we're like, all right, so we're going to do this thing. And you know, maybe like five people will listen. Mm -hmm. And then you just watch the number tick up, tick up, tick up. And like people are texting you like, Oh, I loved your podcast. I'm like, Oh my God, you listen to the podcast like (laughs) insane and I just it's 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 like really mind-boggling and it's been so cool to to see who we're reaching especially like people we don't know like you expect like maybe oh my friends will listen but then like people that we don't know like on our Spotify I went in and checked and it was like you have one answer to your Q&A and I was like I I don't even know what that means (laughs) and so it does like a default Q&A that Puts a question on the Spotify. The Spotify. Wow. On the Spotify. You did. With the youth. On on the youth. And some youth, or perhaps not, um, responded. It had the question of uh, something like, how did you like this episode? And some random person put, loved it. So inspiring. And I was like... We have like wow. a random, like because if I was someone that knew us, they would just text us. Yeah. But so someone out there listened yeah. and felt so inclined to respond to our Q&A. So if you are that person, thank you very much. You Big made my thank day. thank you. Big thank you. That It's really unbelievable. And also the amount of people who don't work in theater, don't necessarily go see theater, yeah. who have contacted me that they listened to it and they loved it so much. And my friend, shout out to Liz, said, you know, I'm not particularly into theater. I'm never going to start a theater company, but listening to this was so inspiring and I feel so motivated to do everything that I want to do in my life. And so so that was also a big shock to me that, you know, 
the people who don't do the theater are loving it too. <laughs> yeah. And I think too, people like so many people saying inspiring, motivating, like we didn't even know if anyone would want to listen mm. to us talk about our little theater company that we're starting. <laughs> and so for people to connect with it in that way that you're that, like, you're saying like outside of our industry yeah. that are feeling that way. Like, I don't even know what to do with it. <laughs> like I don't. And, and we were all just saying like now it, it, makes it almost more nerve-wracking because people are listening and oh people no. are now like, they're so inspiring. I'm like, oh my God, I have to be inspiring. Um, and so, yeah, it's just, it, it's just, it's blowing my mind. Yeah. What feedback have you gotten, Tammy? Well, I've had some interesting things happen, mm. which has been pretty cool. So the first thing um, is a friend of mine named Chrissy. She called me at 6.30 in the morning hmm. and she's like, I listened to your podcast. How can I help? <laughs> Thank so, you, Chrissy. And she wasn't the only one to say that to me. She was definitely the first person to say that to me. And I was like, I didn't even know how to respond because I did put it out there. I was like, listen, if you want to support your friends, this is what you do. And people have done it. Yeah. So anyway, for her, I was said, um, I said, well, we really need to get people to our friend raiser, which mm -hmm. is February 3rd. We'll be over by the time. You guys hear us, but we'll be excited to tell you how it went for our March episode. Um, anyway, so I said, well, we really need to get people to come. And we were doing a, you know, um, like silent a auction, silent auction and a raffle. Yep. And um, I said, so we need some items still. And so she put it on her Facebook groups. So one of which was a, a Westchester County foodie group. Noise. Yes. So. And we were like, great. She got us some gift cards and she got some people to come to the thing. And it was amazing, amazing. right? But fast forward three days, Brielle sends me a text with a snapshot or screenshot mm -hmm. of an email that she got from a local arts foundation that would like to speak to us because they hear we're a new theater company oh and gosh. they'd like to know more about us Oh my gosh, based on doing a little bit of a deep dive on our website and everything else. Yeah. So I have spoken to that person <laughs> this past Monday. And she seems very enthusiastic about what we're doing. And they have a new grant coming that's opening this week. And she thinks would be perfect for us. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. So I shared with her, as I had with all of you, <laughs> that we do not yet have a 501c3. <laughs> and it makes us ineligible for grants. Mm. And she taught me about a concept called a financial sponsor. Mm which artists and collectives and art collectives can use if you are not your own 501c3, which many individual artists or small groups of artists are not. And you can get sponsored by another 501c3. So they have, for this yeah. particular grant. Your face yeah. is exactly what my face was when Tammy told me. Y'all, I realize this is not a visual medium, but my jaw, first it like unhinged. And then I started like fumfering because I had no idea about this information. So I know I told her I had to wait. She had to wait till we get on here to record it. So we get some live reaction to it. But um, yeah, so... The 501c3 has to be local to our county because it's a county-sponsored arts foundation. But, um, yeah, so she emailed me the grant information just came out yesterday. And we got a shot at several thousand dollars. But, again, and I know I said it ad nauseum, and people are going to end up turning this podcast off because they're like, Tammy, we get it. Ask people. Well, yeah. also, I mean, come on. Something that was so exciting is that I think when you said you were talking to her, like she had checked out our website, she had checked out our social media. Tammy was able to say, "Hey, if you're interested in learning more, listen to our podcast." Mm. And so, also, the conversation we had in episode one of like, make sure you have all of your stuff, yeah. and then so you can present yourself to the world. Like, how cool if we hadn't had a website, would she have messaged us? Yeah. If she we wouldn't were even just able a, to find us. Yeah, yeah, if we were just a Facebook page with a couple posts on it, yeah. without information about us. Would she have contacted us? I don't know. Yeah. Maybe yes, maybe no. But how cool, too, that we were able to say, here's more ways to learn about us. Yeah, because that makes so much sense. Like, the first time I hear about someone or something new, the first thing I do is Google them, yeah. right? That's the first thing I do. I Google them. I see if they have a website. I look them up on social media. And mm -hmm. so I think that's really great advice to make sure that you are findable. Yep. To yeah. make sure that if someone 
looks for you, they have good stuff to find because you never know what can come from that. That's incredible. I yeah. mean, insane. From a foodie group. <laughs> like, That's what I'm saying. It wasn't I, even like she yeah. posted it in the artist group. Tammy was like, oh, message her back real quick and, and we should find out how she found out about us. So I just thought maybe we like, someone talked about us or whatever. And she's like, so funnily enough, I was on social media and it popped up in a foodie group. I was like, of all the answers on my bingo card for you to reply with, <laughs> this was not on it. <laughs> but again, like, just like you were saying, like, you don't know who someone else could reach mm. if someone shares your post. That's another thing that's come about from people that have listened to the podcast is immediately people share and they're like, hey, I shared your post. I hope this helps. And like even just I don't think people realize like how much someone sharing a post can mean to a yeah. person. But like every time someone shares it, I like I'm immediately texting them like, thank you so much. Like, I can't believe you listened. Like yeah. this means so much. This one little button that you click yeah. means so much to us and and to know that you know you stuck around through our endless ramblings of our last <laughs> podcast yeah. i hope i'm learning from that as myself as well like that i'm also sharing mm-hmm. it um, it's different when yeah. you're on this side yeah because before you're like oh yeah i'll like share all right mm-hmm. and but being on this side you you realize like how much it means and how much it can do yeah like one share how far that can go and so I do think you're right. I think it changes the perspective too. If I see now people posting other things, I'm like, oh, I should share that. Yeah, I should share that. Oh, other people. She just did it yesterday, and I'm like, oh, do we know these people? And she goes, yeah, they're local. I know the people. I know the founder. I met them at the reading, so I reposted their thing. She's like, great, amazing, awesome. Have we talked about the Overture Artist Initiative yet? Oh, we'll get to there. Okay, great. Oh, yeah. Okay. We're I didn't know if we had covered it last time. Oh, well, maybe that's, you know oh. why I don't know? <laughs> so maybe we'll talk a little bit about oh, what this fact, is. friends. Oh. This is actually take two of episode two. <laughs> so I think what happened, so last week we started recording. We recorded like an hour and 10 or 20 minutes an of excellent. An hour and 24 minutes. An hour and 24 minutes of excellent, excellent content. And then at one point, Tammy started coughing a little bit and then got up to get some water. So we paused and I was like, <laughs> Why don't we listen like back just to make sure it sounds good? And when we go to play it back, there was a problem, like a capital <laughs> P problem. And Brielle, who is like the jack of all trades and can do all the things, sat there for like a solid hour trying to figure out what this problem was. And it just like was not happening. So this is actually our take two of recording this episode. And yeah, we were going to get to the artist initiative. Last we, time, did but not. we did not get to there, oh, okay. <laughs> but we will get to there today. Yes. Okay, <laughs> Go us. Oh my goodness. And all technical difficulties have been resolved. Yes. Yeah. But Yay. as we said in episode one, and we, we plan on telling you when well, yeah, we we're not going to hard sugarcoat it, people. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sometimes <laughs> stuff does not go right. Sometimes you just you have to reschedule and try again a different day. I think yeah. it's also too because we were after episode one, we're like, oh, everything works so great, mm-hmm. and we had to be humbled a bit by the technology <laughs> <laughs> for episode two. Well, and also to be clear, when Brielle and I were first talking about doing this, I said something along the lines of like, why don't we do a couple of episodes with us? Right with the three of us, and that way, if there are any technical problems, we get them out of the way before there's like a fancy guest on the show or something. So technically, we did ask for that, and we got exactly what we asked for. (laughs) And you know what? It worked out because we didn't. You know, it's the three of us. I'm happy to hang out with y'all again every Friday. That's fine. (laughs) (laughs) And we didn't have like a guest who like we really wanted to impress who experienced this with us. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so you know what we. We got it. We figured the thing out. Now, Brielle knows all the things. I swear. It's so funny. Brielle right now is wearing a shirt that says, please don't make me do stuff. But Brielle actually does all, all the stuff. All so- <laughs> There's no question. Yeah. So, yeah, you know, we, that happened. We had the like the run where something technically went wrong. Yeah. It was figured out by Brielle. Uh, <laughs> And now here we are back again. Yeah. But yeah, just to circle back, I also want to express my gratitude for everyone who shared the podcast, who listened to the Mm -hmm. podcast, who contacted us with positive feedback about the podcast. It made my heart feel sparkly is the best way I can put it. (laughs) You know what I want to say, which is really funny? Mm. Um, I also want to thank people that listened. And then I want to say, tell your friends and like, share and subscribe. I'm always wanted to (laughs) say that. Like, share, There subscribe. were like tiny jazz hands just now. <laughs> well, yeah. it's very exciting. <laughs> All right. So last episode, um, we talked a lot about Tammy and Brielle. 
and the lore. The lore. The theater lore. <laughs> the, the origin guy. story the of the Burger Guy. The lore of the Burger Guy. <laughs> and so now we want to talk about the theater company itself, about Overture Arts Theater Company itself. And so the first thing I want to ask y'all about is... <laughs> mission statements now when i hear that phrase and if i had to write one i can like feel my chest tightening there's <laughs> like something paperwork. yeah there's something about that phrase and needing to do that that makes me anxious and makes me like shut down a little bit so talk <laughs> to me about what is a mission statement why did you need to write one yeah so basically a mission statement is a very quick summary of the aims and values of your company, and it basically gives a very brief description of its purpose. Mm. So that if someone were just to look you up, this is a you know one to three sentence summary of what you're about and why you exist. And so, why? Why? Like, because like I wouldn't write one of these voluntarily. So, <laughs> <laughs> why? <laughs> why do you need to write one of these? Um, yeah, so you need a mission statement just to even form your company. That is one of the founding questions on page one of the document. Mm. Your name, address, mission, mission statement. statement. So we started by looking at other theater companies mm. and kind of picking up little bits like, oh, well, we align with that a little bit. Oh, yeah, this sounds like a... We put something together so that we could become a corporation and then... About two weeks later, we looked at it and we're like, I don't think this sounds very good. <laughs> also, it was like a page long. Oh, like, yes. It was so verbose. And, and, and I think it was also a little bit of panic because we were like, oh, we'll like do the paperwork. We'll start the thing and then we'll figure out the mission statement right. later. And then again, the third question is, what's your mission statement? We're like, oh, my God, we need a mission statement. <laughs> right now. Right now. So, you know, we wrote one out. We like word vomited everything you could possibly imagine we ever want to do in the next 20 years. We're like, we're going to do all of these things. And just like Debbie's saying, we went back and we were like, this, this is, is, this is not, this is not anything that nope. expresses us at all. Um, and so we ended up going through many revision processes. And so it was, it was, it's, but it was a long process to kind of dwindle ours down to something that really felt like us, um, that represented what our purpose was and was in a quick summary of yeah. that. And we got down to like about two paragraphs and it sounded good. Mm. We're like happy with this. And then my sister-in-law, Jess, who's on our board, who we've spoken about before, she looked at it and she's like, this is way too long. Like your, your board needs to be able to say it to a donator, like a, you know, mm -hmm. a person that's going to give money to you possibly. Um, and we were like, Okay, like, because you really have to narrow your focus, and it becomes less about what you're going to do. It's really about, like, who you are. Mm -hmm. And those two things are very different. Yeah, like, like, our first one was a laundry list yes. of everything we wanted to do, like, actually what we wanted to put out in the world, and not why we were doing it or what it was going to be about. Or, like, what our focus was. So do you want to read our mission statement? Sure. Yeah, that yeah. would be So great. this is the final, After final, much final, trial and error. final, final, final <laughs> one. It was six iterations. Six, six drafts, okay. All right. The mission of the Overture Arts Theater Company is to produce high-quality reimaginings of published works and new immersive productions that explore self-discovery, empowerment, and the complexities of human connections. We value collaboration and community and are dedicated to providing a fun, inclusive, and welcoming environment for artists to grow and thrive in their craft. Incredible. So that kind of blows my mind, that thinking... Because to me, when I think of a mission statement, I kind of think of a full-page like essay. Mm -hmm. And so the idea that, no, your mission statement should be something that your board can just say, mm -hmm. almost like an elevator pitch, is actually yeah. a very big paradigm shift for me to think about. So that's really, really helpful. And yeah, that mission statement to me, like from like as a person who did not have to help write it, like that seems clear. That seems like very clear. And I think it does reflect who y'all are. Yeah. 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 And I think um, a lot of it came from I had a professor of mine while I was studying at Sarah Lawrence for my master's. And we were talking about future plans after graduation that I mentioned at Overture Arts. And she's like, oh, like, tell me about it. And I read her. A ver one version of the longer mission statements and she said that's great but like where are you where are you in it like mm. where are you guys in it and I was like what do you mean she's like well it's like your company I was like yeah but it's the company this is the company mission statement she's like but it's your company mm. like where are you in it and so I looked at it and I was like 
we're not in it. And that was a, another big like unlock moment of Ooh. we have to dig deeper. And so as we did that, you know, you kind of look, look introspectively at yourselves as artists, as well as like what we had worked on in the past. You know, we did, you know, so many years of Pennis Players and we chose those productions for a reason. What was it about them? Yeah. Why did we pick them? What did we do with them? Um, the culture and the community that we built, like what, what were the values of that? Mm. And so in boiling that down, I th think that that helped us solidify what we want to do, which is reimaginings of published works and new immersive theater, specifically immersive, and then why we do them, to explore self-discovery, to explore empowerment, to explore human connections, and then our values of you know, collaboration and community, our motto, Better Together, you know, all those pillars just kind of helped to put it in place. Yeah, that seems really helpful, like going over what have I done already? Like what have I done in the past that I kind of just did automatically? Like mm -hmm. these choices that I kind of just made, they actually, those automatic choices, they reflect us a lot, right? Yeah. And we might not consciously see that in the moment we're making the choice. But if you look back on it, it's like, oh wait, no, there is common ground here. Mm -hmm. And that reflects me. And it's happening so quickly in my head that I might not see it while I'm doing it. But actually those values are there. Yeah, it was once we laid it all out and then talked about future productions that you could see all mm -hmm. like the little mind map lines and all of them were connected over these, either these values, what they were about or what type of you know, production that they were. Yeah, absolutely. And so like now that it's written, what do you wish you had known before you started it? I don't know that you could have known anything. But what, what do you wish? Like what if I, a genie. Well, <laughs> let me go the other way. What I am grateful for mm. is that we didn't just leave it alone. Mm. Like yeah. there was a moment where I said, where we decided we had to change it. And Brielle's like, I, I don't, I don't think we're allowed to do that. I, I was like, I like, think it might be illegal. Like a, illegal birth, to like change a birth certificate. <laughs> That's what she said. Illegal. <laughs> we can't ever change. You can't change your mind. And I was just like, okay, well I hope we can, because mm. this is not going to fly. Mm -hmm. Once we are a 501c3 uh -huh, and you get uh -huh. to write grants, you have to have a tie in to your mission statement and be able to show how it ties into the specific grant. Cause mm -hmm. the grants are very, very, very specific. Mm -hmm. A lot of the time, like yeah. you have to have a certain lane that mm -hmm. you fall into, um, and that your project that they're going to be funding represents or that your company represents. So it'd be, it's really important, but yeah. So Braille's like, uh, I think it's illegal for us to do that now because we already signed that paper. <laughs> And Honestly, I was like, yeah. I think we <laughs> Does, it call? felt very like it felt very official. <laughs> yes. Like there was no, and if you want to change it later, but also just you know, you can always change your mission statement. Yeah, we have done much research. It may grow with you. See, that's as you grow. Helpful to know because I'm in the Brielle boat on mm -hmm. this one where part of, I think the pressure I would put on myself for writing a mission statement would be like, and then it's set in stone yep. and then that's it. And so it's gotta be what it is. And mm -hmm. so knowing that for me at the beginning would, is extraordinarily helpful. Yeah. Yeah. That it can change. Yeah. yeah Cause it kind of feels like amending your taxes or something <laughs> like the IRS are going to come after you or You're something. Like I just made a little mistake. If I could just go <laughs> and it's not even with the IRS. <laughs> It's just in my mind, in it, is, it is somewhere very serious. I don't know. Yes, I'm saying in my analogy of taxes. Yep. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm just making fun of you. Yeah. Um, yeah, you can definitely change it, which we did. But Helpful. yeah, it's scary. Like, And um, just one more thing about actually developing it is we talked about in episode one of like deciding who you are mm -hmm. and it not having to be like everyone else. Mm. Like, again, we were in there going, well, let's look at other theater companies. Like, what do we do? Mm -hmm. And then we we're like, no, we have to stop trying to mimic. You don't get new by doing the same thing that everybody else does. Yeah. So, and I think that's what thing. set us back a lot is we were trying to sound impressive. Yep. We were yes. trying to sound like we fit in. We were trying to sound like these other places potentially. Mm -hmm. When that's not us. If if that was us, we would just be that organization. Yeah. <laughs> or you know? we would go work for them. Because they're already yeah. here. We'll yeah. Just work and for I them. think that's that's the biggest piece of advice I I wish I had really, really understood mm. at the beginning mm. was your mission statement has to reflect you. If mm. you're starting your own company, if you're starting a company with a group of people, you have to really like look inside yourselves as a person or a group or an artist or whatever you are mm -hmm. and figure out what you're about. Why are we doing it? And what really matters? 
Yeah, yeah. I think that specificity is important because I think it's easy to fall down the rabbit hole of like, I don't want to make it too specific because I want it to appeal to a lot of people. Mm-hmm. But there's this Anne Bogart quote, and I think episode one of ours proves this of like, uh, she said something to the extent of like, you don't get to the universal by trying to be broad and universal. You get to the universal by being extremely specific mm-hmm. and being very, very just like this is what it is and very specifically. And that is actually what makes something feel universal. And I think episode one kind of proved that when we were talking about people from all walks of life really liking this very specific content. But I think that also relates to the mission statement. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Absolutely. and and there was definitely a day. I, it was the last day of the last draft, which is now this, where I called Tammy and I was like, "Tammy, I have another mission statement draft." To which Tammy responded, <laughs> "Oh God, okay," because <laughs> this had been the twelfth phone call, and I read it, and Tammy goes, "Yep," and that was the first time that we hadn't been like, "Yeah, you know, that Ooh. sounds good." It just clicked into place. Like it felt like us. It felt like what we wanted to do. Yeah. And so you'll know. You'll know when it clicks into place. That's awesome advice. And now, a word from our sponsor. Looking for a jazzy new hangout? Check out Uncle Chief, Hudson Valley's newest home to exciting live music. Curated by tonight's show musician and five-time Grammy award-winning saxophonist, Ian Hendrickson-Smith, a.k.a. Uncle Chief. American tapas-style share plates, a full bar featuring craft cocktails, a hefty wine list, and an emphasis on tequilas and mezcals, all served lovingly in a warm, magical space. Come hang out with us at Uncle Chief. (laughs) All right, so the mission statement is done. It's been amended. You can amend it. That's helpful. (laughs) (laughs) It's like the Constitution in that way. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my goodness. All right, let's talk about now, like, short-term goals. So what are you guys working on right now? What are the goals for like the immediate three months from now? Yeah, so right now uh, we are prepping for our first annual fundraiser, which will have been on February 3rd, now that this (laughs) is released on the 11th. Um, I'm sure... I hope it was great. It went great, guys. It went great. I mean, it was awesome. awesome. <laughs> um, so I know who's coming, the, mm-hmm. and I know the well, many, many of the people who are coming, and the people that I know are coming. It is going to be great. And <laughs> it's going to be a good time. I hear the f- the host was excellent. Oh, yeah. oh the, host the host was so good. <laughs> oh my word, the performances. <laughs> um, so we have that coming up right now for us, um, and then past that, uh, our final production of the soft launch is going to be our charity benefit musical, which will be going up in April, which title is TBD, mm. um, which will be a stage performance of a musical in just four rehearsals. Amazing. Um, and we'll be splitting the profits between a charity of our choice and Overcharts. Amazing. So let's talk about the lore of the four <laughs> rehearsal musical, because I was involved in this origin story too, and it is unbelievable. Just be there. Yes, be just be there. there, friends. Just be there. So Brielle, I'll let you share the lore. Oh, boy. With our listeners. <laughs> All right. So um, so we're so excited to bring another one of these back to life. So in January 2020, right before the shutdown, mm-hmm. uh, we dared a charity benefit performance of Into the Woods, which uh, benefited Panis Players and Only Make Believe, which is uh, an amazing nonprofit arts organization in New York City that does uh, interactive theater with um, children in hospitals, care facilities, and like special needs programs. Amazing. Um, yeah, they're fabulous. Amazing. You should definitely check them out. Um, and I said, okay, I'm going to call 12 performers <laughs> from the walks of life of my career that I think will say yes to the sentence, we're going to do Sondheim in four rehearsals. <laughs> <laughs> but wait, and, let me just clarify. In the beginning, it was just the singing. Like, oh, yes. It was just a musical a concert. concert. Yes. Mm. Of into the to woods. which to which was it MTI? Yeah. To which MTI was like, you must perform the book. You must mm. perform all the dialogue, all the scenes, and the songs. And I was like, ha ha ha. <laughs> so And that was okay. after you guys had already met once. <laughs> so you've already sung through it. Right? Yeah. yeah. No, 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 no. Oh, I thought you had. No, it was okay. right before. Right before the I'm first. pretty sure there okay. was a follow-up email that was like, also look at the script. Thank you. Um, Plot twist. So I emailed people and said, we're doing Sondheim in four rehearsals. Um, and it was a fantastic production. We pulled it off. We raised like about $1,500 for each organization. And we had so much fun. There were technical difficulties. Everyone did fabulous. Yep. And it, it was... 
it was just a joyous, joyous time, which yeah. I know sounds completely insane because it should have been stressful. Um, mm-hmm. And so since then, everyone has asked to do another one. Some people in small subtle ways and some people of sending me a text uh, Emily who was in the into the woods um benefit sent me a text that said just so you know I would love to play Mrs. Lovett in four rehearsals <laughs> if you ever feel like doing Sweeney Todd just FYI yeah just so you know so it's on your radar and so we have decided we we knew we wanted our soft lunch to have some sort of larger production at the end and we didn't know money wise if we would be able to afford a full-scale musical yeah. so we said what if we bring it back and we are. And we're so excited because yeah. it was an incredible community builder. It was such a fulfilling experience. It really was. Like knowing that where the money was going and only make believe we didn't even tell them that we were doing it in their their honor until we sent them the check. And they were overwhelmed mm. by it. And and so it was just it to this day it was the most fun I've ever had working on a production. Yeah, it was really fun. And I remember where I was when I got your text message saying, "Hey." <laughs> uh, so I was at Fifty Four Below. I had just finished a sound check um, for this concert fundraiser I was directing and performing in for the ACLU. And I pick up my phone and I see this like little paragraph from Brielle. And all I see is like, "Into the Woods, four rehearsals. Do you want to play Little Red?" And I was like, yeah, strong, yeah. That's a strong yes. <laughs> strong yes. Like, let's do this. And part of my brain was like, huh, Sondheim and four rehearsals. And I'm like, well, if Brielle says we can pull it off, I feel like we can pull it off. <laughs> and sure enough, and sure first enough. rehearsal, we show up, we sang through the whole show mm-hmm. in four hours. Everyone knew their stuff. If you messed up, everyone was there to support you. Yep. And it was just it was just so much fun. And like uh, the people that show up, I think Nick showed up one day. He's like, Oh, we have costumes. I'm like, yes, Nick, of course we have costumes. Who do you think we are? Um, so I, I'm, I'm hoping that this will become a tradition for us. It is something that we have loved doing in the past. And I think it's an incredible way to give back to the community as well and other organizations. And most, perhaps most importantly, it was the birth of the lore of the sandwiches. <laughs> the lore of the sandwiches. Tammy, tell us about the sandwiches. Guys, this is a lot of pressure. So, <laughs> as many of you may understand now, I am not a, on stage. Like, you don't, I am a behind the scenes gal. She makes everything happen. Um, mm-hmm. And I kept saying to Real, so what you're saying is, well, first of all, what you have to know about this collection of people. It was little bits of Brielle's life all collected in one place. When I first walked in, I was like, this is like being at Brielle's wake without her being dead. <laughs> like, we had people from, she was in a play when she was 16. She was in a play when she was 18. This person she met over here. This person she met in it was the like, city. It, it was, was like weird. my It was like my resume on stage. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> it was weird. And I was just like, and all these names, like I had seen every one of these people act mm. in like a million different shows. And I'm like, oh yeah, that one's a little night music. <laughs> oh yeah, that one was in Bat Boy. I remember that guy. So it was just funny. Um, so... I said, they're going to just come here for free because it's a bar and we're not near a train and, you know, whatever. There's a high school in the middle of Cortland, Maine, New York. Mm -hmm. And we got people from the city. We got people from, for those who don't know, um, who aren't in New York, like Rhinebeck is an hour north of us at least. Like we had people from everywhere. Jersey. It was weird. Connecticut. It was like they came from all All areas areas (laughs) and just converged on this small (laughs) high school. So anyway, so I was like, what can I do? Like, what can I do? I, these people have to know how much we appreciate this. This is insane. <laughs> Plus, my kids, because I ran the executive board, my student executive board was phenomenal, mm. but they were learning how to run a show. Like, yeah. they were running the house. They were dealing with the budget. They were doing the ticket sales. Like, everything materials. was them. And so they were, like, overwhelmed when all 12 people walked in. They were like, whoa. So I decided <laughs> um, I will cook because, as Teresa has mm-hmm. mentioned, it's one of my love languages. So I'm like, okay, well, I said, Abriel, what can I can make ziti? And she's like, you cannot get them cheese. We have to sing. <laughs> Nobody can have cheese. I'm like, oh yeah, Singer I think Lord. we started with pizza. Mm. And she was like, oh no. So well, also, I was like, how do we keep it warm? Yeah, mm. there was a whole, I mean, she had a laundry list of reasons that I couldn't do it. And she was correct. So I was like, okay, back to the drawing board. So I came up with sandwiches. But then I don't know all these people, so I don't know what kind of sandwiches they like. So we needed a myriad of sandwiches for them to, you know, try. And then I tend to get carried away from anyone who's ever been to one of my parties. And I'm pretty sure that we had 
like 11 different types of sandwiches. <laughs> and that's not that's an right. exaggeration. And I did several of them with those, you know, little Hawaiian rolls. So that was like 12 each, but I have <laughs> like five of those. That's 55 sandwiches or well, I can't 60. do math, 60 sandwiches. And then I had some on a croissant mm. and I had some on rye bread and I had, I mean, it was absurd what I did. And some of them ham, were warm. <laughs> like I had warmed them and then I had them in little warmer carriers. Okay. And when I took them all out, like everyone was on stage rehearsing and then they came back in and they were like, what? is happening <laughs> it looked like a panera bread on speed <laughs> like like panera had made all of their sandwiches times 12 and i had them all there just to try so i was like and then i had to explain to people what was in them i'm like horseradish no horseradish mayonnaise no mayonnaise these have mustard these don't you can put some mustard on some if you want i don't know whatever but and these you got are warm chips. we have several oh. different types of chips I also did it now. Like, so many different see. types of beverages <laughs> you know the mini cans a lot of those mm-hmm. and water i, I just didn't no, so I put it all out, mm-hmm. and it was enough for like fifty people, and I had twelve <laughs> people to feed, and some of my people really enjoyed it. Yeah. Um, anyway, I am one and of then those all day, I just wanted to make sure that everybody knew the sandwiches for them, so I kept saying. There are sandwiches. If you'd like a sandwich, there, please help it yourself. It was at the end of every song. We would finish, and Tammy would be like, sandwiches, sandwiches <laughs> over here, sandwiches, anyone? We'd rehearse another song. Sandwiches, sandwiches I feel like here. I was, like, getting fitted for my little red costume, and I'm, like, trying on, a, like, a cape, a red cape, and it's. Um, I was almost like, did a flock of seagulls enter the space? Because instead of saying mine, I was just hearing various voices being like, sandwiches, 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 and I'm like... What what what's going on? And then I like come back out, and there is this like cornucopia of beautiful sandwiches, and I am like, this is the best day of my life. <laughs> this is the best day of my life. So it became a thing. I mean, it really became a thing. Well, yeah. first people were just saying it. Well, what's crazy yeah. is it became a thing post event during the pandemic over social media. Oh yes. <laughs> Anytime correct. anyone ever posted something, everyone's like, "But do you have a sandwich? Oh, you need a sandwich. Tammy, sandwiches are needed for this." And <laughs> I just... actually think they started the sandwich emoji because of me. <laughs> probably, <laughs> probably. So it became this huge thing from this group of people, and then now. Anytime we have done anything, there mm-hmm. are sandwiches. Always sandwiches. Well, I'm afraid now to jinx it. <laughs> well, yeah, it's like, you know. The best was, though. <laughs> the best was. Like, we had sandwiches for the rehearsal, for the reading in the city and all that. So then Brielle books the site for the reading in the city. We did it at a theater down there. And um, she says, I don't know what to tell you, but we're not allowed to have food in the space. And I, I think I turned really white. I was just like... <laughs> Are you? What are you trying to say? Like, are there? Is there a sandwich place nearby that we can take all these people? She's like, there's no time because we rehearsed and you guys went on yeah. that same day. We only had the space for nine hours, so I was like, oh god, this is a lot of pressure. Like, the sandwiches have to be there. Yeah. So I said, I called Rail up one night and I'm like, I figured it out. I have this um, really awesome cooler <laughs> that keeps stuff solid. You know, no matter what. And I'm like, and ice cream sandwiches are a thing. Mm. <laughs> so I, and it was the summer, too. It was perfect. It was perfect. So I took, and I bought a lot of ice cream sandwiches because I was afraid <laughs> we wouldn't have enough. And what if some of them melted? And then, you know, anyway, it was important. So we're in this space. Nobody knows that I have them. I have this cooler that I can carry. I have all the sandwiches. I have layers and layers and layers of ice in there. Like, these have to hold together. So Brielle gives everyone a break. And I said, I I. I can't give them the sandwiches. Like, how do I tell them about the sandwiches? And she goes, just tell everyone to follow you and they will. And I was like, I don't think so. I think it was 14 (laughs) actors, right? And I turned around, I'm like, okay, everyone, I need um, everyone to just come with me. Thanks so much. Mm -hmm. And like the little Pied Piper, down (laughs) I went the stairs, three floors. And I turn around, there's 14 people. (laughs) Nobody asked where we were going. We We truly were just like baby ducklings. Out into New York City we go. We we stand on the sidewalk. Everyone's just looking at each other like, wonder what's up. And they gather around me in a half circle. And I said to everyone, you know, part of our culture here at Overture Arts is that we... (laughs) We provide sandwiches and um, we can't have food in the building. And I didn't want to like assume what everyone would like. And I obviously couldn't make 16 different kinds. So I have these ice cream sandwiches for everyone. And I'm telling you the thrill. (laughs) 
It was amazing. It was a lot of positive energy in my direction. Like, yes, sandwiches. Mm -hmm. So anyway, we all ate ice cream sandwiches. It took about six minutes. We talked about the sandwiches. We brought new people into the sandwich floor. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then we all got on the stairs. <laughs> One of my favorite things awesome. about it is that anytime we bring someone new on, I think I, maybe it was Adriana, and she goes, oh my God, will I finally get to learn about the sandwiches? <laughs> because she's like, I've been seeing people talk about sandwiches on social media for three and a half years. What is it? And I was like, you will learn about the sandwiches. And so now it's become <laughs> It's a, a thing. whole thing. You know what the pressure is now for me, though? Mm. <laughs> like... Every time I try to make different kinds of sandwiches. Well, the first time I made 14 different kinds. It's not even that. Like a lot of the same people, because obviously, you know, as we grow, we want to bring along these amazing artists with us. So we, you know, Braille goes to that well, as I said many times, and these very dedicated people. And I don't want them to just be like, well, we've had this sandwich before. Like, (laughs) I mean, couldn't you just try to come up with something new? Well, so yeah, I have an idea. Mm -hmm. I think it would be awesome. Okay. If since people seem to want to interact with us, which is what I love most about the podcast, is that we're having these interactions. Somebody emailed uh, Teresa or contacted you on mm-hmm. TikTok, correct? That wants to send me a gavel. Yes. <laughs> because oh of our God, last episode, address. which I thought was so amazing. And I will tell you, since the last episode was taped, I did receive a gavel. <gasps> <gasps> what? <laughs> From one of our board members. And it's beautiful. And it looks like a mahogany cherry color. <laughs> and it sits on my mantle at home. Oh and I will gosh. use it with all future at all future board meetings. Oh, my God. When I call it to order. Anyway, that so what I thought so would happy, be a, Tammy. it does. So I think it would be really funny if people send us sandwich recipes. Because I would love, right? I'd love that. I think it would be so Oh my gosh. Fun. Okay. Keep just keep an eye on our social media for yeah. a post soon about sending us sandwich recipes. Oh, and then we can tell them when we've used them. Oh yes. Like do like a little <gasps> sa- shout out. We could do oh, a shout out. I love we that. Could say Sam- sandwiches like sandwich recipes sent from so and so in so and so. Like in like, you know, Bob yes. from Idaho. Yeah. And we that. could take a picture of the tray that I made. Yeah. And we can post it. Oh my God, that's so fun. Anyway, isn't that hilarious? Oh, so I'm, I'm hoping this. that I can get some help. So anything qualifies as a sandwich as long <laughs> as it looks and acts like a sandwich. Yep. Yeah, perfect. So, and I will say you have been really ingenious with your sandwiches. So we got together to record our cover of Ex-Wives mm. and Tammy was like, I have to have sandwiches. And I was like, well, obviously, Tammy, we have to have sandwiches. <laughs> and so she's like, okay, okay I'm, I'm going to go think about it. And like two days later, I get a text from her. I go, I figured it out. I'm going to make finger sandwiches because they're queens. And I was like, I get it, Tammy. Nice. I get it. And so sure enough, we had cucumber sandwiches. Mm-hmm. And what was it? Yo- Blackberry jam and cream cheese yep. sandwiches. And we had the horseradish and roast beef. Uh-huh. Oh, that's my favorite so one. So good. So and good. And PB&J sandwiches to keep it classy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so, you know, could be finger sandwiches. So any type of sandwich that you see fit. Please, one that form will be live by the time this episode is airing, and please let and us know. And the musical is coming up in April, and I will yes. definitely have to make a lot of sandwiches. Also, if you came to the fundraiser, there were sandwiches there. As oh well. yes, there's they're already on order. There I think will be sandwiches. The sandwiches are powerful, y'all. Powerful they sandwiches. Listen, powerful. we had sandwiches. Drumming, Pioneer Woman. Check it out. And Those we had sandwiches. sandwiches when we went to record this podcast. Tammy's like, "Well, I have to order sandwiches. What does everybody want? Send me everybody's sandwich order. I'm going to order sandwiches. I don't have time to cook them, but we have to have sandwiches." And so she enough she's like we have to have them so mm-hmm. the sandwiches are real yep and we we would love some sandwich recipes that's Please. a great idea it's Please awesome right it and what a, so what a cool weird way to connect with your community yeah. too i mean we've talked about this so many times like even this podcast would like people are like oh that's like such a weird way to like go about that mm-hmm. but have you seen another theater company that has wanted you to send them sandwich recipes no i don't think so <laughs> so yeah so that is the lore of sandwiches yeah so uh Yay, short-term goals. Yep. So there will be sandwiches <laughs> at this upcoming charity performance that we will put together a musical and form ourselves. And that's, the, that's what we have planned as a, mm-hmm. as a production. But we're also doing a couple other fundraising events, mm-hmm. and we are planning our first season. Yeah. So um, I think there's going to be a lot of good content there as far mm-hmm. as like what people can expect and all the little things that you don't want to forget. And they're going to watch us forget some of those things. <laughs> oh, <laughs> for sure. Yeah, let's talk about that. So like, what are you hoping... Like, what are your goals for the first, like, official season after the soft launch? Yeah, so obviously this is all still in flux. Um, But so right now we are planning to open our season with a play, which I will now segue into. (laughs) I'm sorry. Hold on, I'm riding my bicycle backwards. (laughs) I'm backtracking. If you listened to episode one, I talked about how... I felt I did not want to do a play because I felt like that was the supposed to do. And I was like, I don't want to do a play. 
But also, the reality of the situation <laughs> sometimes says you might have to do a play mm-hmm. for a variety of reasons. Mm-hmm. So initially, our, what will be our second production of next season is a new immersive mm. um, show um, written by myself and our director of production, Susanna Barron. Hi, Susanna. Hi, Susanna. Who we'll, we'll hope to get on the podcast soon. I would love that. Um, and so we wanted to open with that, and we wanted to put this new piece out there. And in thinking strategically as a business and as a company... I said, well, how are people going to know who we are? And if they don't recognize the title, will they come? Mm. If they don't know who we are yet, they haven't seen what we've done. Mm -hmm. And we haven't really introduced ourselves yet. We'll have the charity benefit, but we haven't done a production. Mm -hmm. And so how will people in the community be able to find us? And so I called Tammy and I said, Tammy, I think we have to do a play. (laughs) And I was like, well, I'm going to go back to the the bookshelf and back to all the things. And I'm going to find something Mm. that I feel fits us. And that I feel will get us excited and that I feel will fit what we want to do. And I cannot tell you what it is, but I have found one Yay. and we are very excited. That's um, awesome. So sometimes, friends, you have to pivot, but do not settle. That is my biggest piece mm. of advice from this because I said, well, I'll just pick, oh, I like kind of like this play. Like maybe we can do that and throw out all these ideas mm. until I finally found one that I felt would, would still... St- hold true to what we are and what we want to do. Yeah. And also I feel like that element of high enthusiasm, low expectations, mm-hmm. like the enthusiasm part is essential because yeah. that's going yeah, like to put gas in the tank. And it's our you know? first thing. I was like, yeah. I don't, I don't want to pick something if we're not all going to be pumped about it mm-hmm. the way we are pumped about the things that we're planning for right after that. Yeah. yeah. So as of right now in the fall, we will have a play. Um, and then in the early winter, we will have a new immersive uh, musical, which is mm. very exciting. That's really exciting. Um, and then in January, we hope to have the first of what will be hopefully the first annual um, new play festival that mm. we will be producing, which we are super, super excited about. Yeah. Um, and so that will hopefully feature new playwrights, new directors, and um, a company of actors. And so that will be public auditions, public submissions. Wow. So talk to me, like, what went into the decision to just decide, yeah, we're going to do a new play festival. Like, what are the benefits of doing a festival like this? Yeah, I think a big thing for us is we really wanted to, one of the big factors is we wanted to meet new artists. And we are like, how can we meet a lot of new artists? Mm. Like, how can we meet new playwrights? How can we meet new composers? How can we meet other directors and other actors? And how how can we do that on a bigger scale than just like one production that might be like a niche Mm. thing that only certain people fit? And so... Um, you know, I've participated in, in a couple new play festivals and things like that. And I was like, they're always so much fun. And, but how can we do it and, and make it a key central thing of community and collaboration? What can ours look like? And so the initial idea was, oh, we'll have people submit plays and then we'll, we'll put them on. And I was like, well, what if we then, you know, you know, interview in directors and bring directors in and pair them up with the playwrights? What if we did that? And we're like, all right, well, what if we went a, a step further and did public auditions for a company of actors and those actors would all get to work on those pieces. And, you know, many festivals that I've participated in, especially in the, these short term, like 10 minute play style, the playwright submits their proposal, it gets selected, their director and actors work on it. Mm. And you you miss that piece sometimes in these shorter festivals of the director and the actors collaborating with the playwright. Mm. And so that was something that was really important to us of how can we set up the structure so you have that because that is sometimes where the, the best ideas come from. Yeah. And I, you know, I, I myself have loved working with new playwrights Same. and calling them and saying like, hey, like this like one, you know, part of the scene, what if we shifted that over there? And you're like, oh, my God. And then it gets everybody's gears turning. Or, you know, you're working on a new piece as an actor and you make a choice uh-huh. and it changes the whole thing. Yeah, I love that. So the very first time I worked on a new piece of theater uh, was I think I was like 19 years old at NYU and the graduate musical theater writing department. Um, they were putting on a production that their students had written called Wood. Uh, it's by Julianne Wick Davis and Dan, Gog- uh, Dan Collins. And... Um, I was cast as this character, Diana. And when I read the script, I read her as very like Reese Witherspoon in election, like mm. that very like clipped and like terse and on top of things kind of energy, very type A. And so I brought that choice into rehearsals and I said that in the room and I saw the creators just look at each other and be like, oh, I like saw something click. I saw yeah. the light bulb go off and they were like, hold on. And then they like left and they and like came back in an hour later with new scenes for me because they were like, you're right. 
that is exactly who the vibe of this character. We rewrote your scenes so you could play that up even more. And I swear, I have never felt so powerful in my friggin' <laughs> life. I was like, I am an actor with a capital <laughs> A. So all this to say, it's a real good feeling. So like, I'm very excited about this. Upcoming yeah. Festival. And I feel a lot of times in the short form, like short timeline festivals, you miss that part mm-hmm. of it's just, it got submitted, it got selected, it went up. And so I, I hope that we get to create that tiny, tiny, <laughs> very fast schedule, you know, big collaborative moment. And I think it will be really exciting. And for us, you know, it's a completely different thing to produce an event. Yeah. And to be hopefully this hub where artists can come of from all around and that we can meet new people and that we can help them do their best work in the best possible way mm. and provide like a supportive community for them and learn from them and share our values from them, get their values. And so I think it was just, it's something that, that we're really excited about um, as far as a, a really big community builder. Yeah, that's I'm gonna awesome. need a lot of sandwiches. <laughs> so oh my god, Tammy, so many sandwiches. <laughs> <laughs> That'll really be like the testing ground for the recipes oh, that yeah. get submitted. Oh yeah, like hello friends, hello friends. <laughs> your, your recipe was used <laughs> on these actors and and this playwright and this director. Oh, that'll be really exciting. Yeah, yeah. So we'll have that, and then we'll um, end out our season with a full scale musical, oh. and hopefully a charity benefit musical as well. Amazing. Oh, that sounds very very exciting. And now a word from our sponsor. Taking a holiday soon? Traveling for business? Need a ride to the airport? Look no further than Wheels Up NY, your local airport car service to and from New York City area airports with reliable and friendly service. From Wheels Up to Touchdown, they've got you covered. Visit wheelsupny.com or follow on social media to book your ride. Now, okay, let's look 10 years into the future. Like, dream big ideal 10 years from now season 10 what would like your biggest dream most exciting ideal season 10 look like tammy you go first okay i want (laughs) a facility Mm. like if i really picked it um we will have received capital funding or some gigantic donation from somebody who loves the arts or we won the lottery and loves us mm. or we won the lottery <laughs> i mean i literally play with that in, like i play the lotto with that in mind yeah <laughs> there's a mall what near me funding is oh yes also? so there's different types of grants you can get and a capital grant the funding is specifically supposed to be used for like a building the land equipment or making improvements, like if you purchased a building, you could use it for all the renovations, those kinds of things. It's like real okay. Like nuts and bolts. Yep. Yeah. yeah. That just connected with like capital improvements. Like that. Correct. The, okay. Now so my brain has made the connection. Yeah. All right. Um, so the capital grants are obviously hard to get, a lot of them for a lot of money. And what a lot of the capital grants do is they require it to be a matching grant. Does anybody know what that is? No, I sure do not. Uh, it's a nightmare scary. is what it is. <laughs> It's a nightmare. <laughs> so, but I can feel let's my heart rate elevating. That this uh, foundation is going to give you a five hundred thousand dollar matching capital grant. It means that you have to provide the same amount of funding from your end. So we would have to raise. <laughs> I know I'm laughing because I talked about fifteen thousand dollars last time. We would have to raise five hundred thousand dollars in order to be granted this other grant of five hundred thousand dollars, and it all then has to be used in this capacity. Oh my God. Right? So you would either have to individually raise five hundred thousand dollars or get enough donors that would match collectively yeah. the other five hundred thousand dollars. Yes, and dollars. it all has to be used for that one thing. for capital for your capital wow. expenses. This just stressed me out so much, you guys. Now it's great. For really big theater companies who have been around forever and they have a lot of... They have know, like one gala. They're like a million dollars. We've yeah, raised that's it. What I'm like, like, yeah. And yeah. then they would take half of that and yep. they would use it as capital funding. And um, so, yeah. So maybe I don't want a capital grant. <laughs> maybe <laughs> I just want to win the lottery. Yay! <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and make it easier on all of us. But I want a building because I feel like part of the culture is the space Mm. like I know what I want it to feel like when people walk in as an audience member as a performer Mm -hmm. I want to be able to support other artists in that space and Braille and I will talk a little bit about the um overture artists initiative at some point but um and I want it to have like 
dressing rooms that don't feel like they're a closet. Mm. And I want it to have bathrooms that are enough stalls for the women. Oh, or maybe <laughs> dream. Maybe you know all gender bathrooms where the door goes to the floor and we're good. Like yeah. just Yay. everybody can go to the bathroom where they need to go. And I would really like to have a cafe or some way with sandwiches. <laughs> I mean, that would be the, the dream. Sassafras Cafe. Oh, oh. sassafras sandwiches. Oh. Did you get your sandwich from Sassafras today? <laughs> sure I mean, did. come on, <laughs> that would be awesome. If we don't end up getting a place big enough to put a cafe, maybe we just buy our own food truck. Oh no, we're getting a cafe. Oh, a cafe. It is. Oh, a food okay. truck though. We could do I that mean, as that an additional cool. source of income because Ooh. we we plan on doing a lot of immersive um, stuff, and mm-hmm. that may take us to other locations, and then we can just <gasps> and take Sassafras. Oh, that's smart. Oh, my God. That would be killer. We're going to need a lot of recipes. Can you see Tammy? Tammy's like, we're going to do this next month. (laughs) She's like, we can raise enough money. (laughs) I know somebody with a van. That'll actually open us up to more grants, though. Just saying. Interesting. Well, and I think something, too, that we're looking, that we're hoping for in a space is we want something, like, I envision, like, big warehouse space Mm. that we can turn into whatever we need to turn it into. Yeah. You know, like you you build a space with a black box, you were always going to have a black box. You build a proscenium theater, you were always going to be stuck there. We need like a sound studio, like a stage, like a, um, you a know, sound like stage. Sound stage. Mm. What did I say? Studio. All I right, think that whatever. also works. Yeah, it's probably just stage. smaller. Like you ever seen them do Marvel? You know no. what I'm saying? Like when they're filming behind the scenes for Marvel and, and they, they just this build thing, the giant thing. And then they just take it all away and it's just a giant warehouse. Like an airplane hangar. Yeah. Uh, yes. Have you guys ever been to the Park Avenue Armory? No. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I saw two different shows there, and each time I walked in, I was like, "Did I, am I am I a Time Lord? Yeah. Did I go to a different <laughs> place? Like, how, did I like go through like the Narnia closet? Like, it looks like a completely different thing, and it's just like they build it up, they tear it down, and then the next thing, it's completely built That's up. That's the dream. Yeah, yeah. yeah and I think so cool. a big part of what we loved about Pinnace Players in that culture too is is I know personally for me, like I want us to have a big enough building that we have shops on site, mm. that we have a scenic and carp shop, we have a prop shop. A wardrobe shop. I don't know if people will know like how those two things work. Yeah, let's tell like the what homens. is the difference. Yeah. Oh yeah. So um, essentially when you are working on a production and let's say you have to build, um, you know, a huge scenic design that looks like a cave. So mm. you can either, if you have an in-house shop and you earn your own team, you can build that in-house or you can, you know, shop yourself out and have it built by another company who then will ship it to you usually in much smaller pieces than the giant cave. Um, and and um, you yeah. can, con- can construct it in that way, which I, both are very expensive. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, so you can, you can some, sometimes um, the theater companies are more in-house and sometimes they have to shop out. Yeah, yeah, it's interesting. There are some houses like Radio City Music Hall and the Met where like their facility is so large that if they have animals in the show, mm-hmm. they can just like have the animals on site. Mm-hmm. They just chill there. They're like, we'll just put this camel over here. Yeah. You're like, all right, this great. This is like For the camel quarters. The Christmas <laughs> camel <season>. quarters. <laughs> like this is what it is. I remember in the fourth grade for somehow my fourth grade class got to go see a dress rehearsal of an opera at the Met and wow. they brought us around the facility afterwards. And truly it was like a, a village. Yeah. It's just like a big old opera village where we walked past, like this is the place where all the sets get built and you could mm-hmm. see all the wood and hear all the tools. And then we walked a little further and just, I mean like this huge, it felt like a stadium of costumes. Yeah. And like all the costumes were just on site. And so a facility like that is mm-hmm. what you're thinking. Oh, Correct. so cool. And what to have rehearsal cool. rooms on site. Yeah. You I know, mean, yeah. we've, we've talked about, you know, we went, we went to the venue for the reading for 10 hours. It was $700, you know? So, and to, to be able to have that rehearsal space and to be able to make that accessible for other companies and organizations to use, it is yeah. so hard to rent space for a day of rehearsal. Mm-hmm. And so to be able to also be the provider of of things like that would be, you know, just the dream. Yeah, because yeah. that's always the budget item that just blows up the budget where when I've directed and choreographed something and we're trying to find a place to rehearse, you just, I look at the production manager's budget and I'm like, how did we get this huge number all the way at the bottom? And then you just like look up and it's like, Oh, space. That's always, that's always what it is. And it eats up so much. And I, and I've watched it eat up, you know, productions of friends of mine Mm -hmm. that they had this whole big plan for it. And they're like, well, now we got like 
two chairs and a table because <laughs> we had to rent a space for two days, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So. It's intense. So that sounds like an incredible goal. And so since, you know, when we were talking about this podcast and we managed to manifest technical issues, yeah. I'm hoping the fact that we're talking about this now manifests like an incredible the theater facility for Overture Arts to like live in and it can be its own village. And I'll just be there. Yeah. Be there. The we'll have our own <laughs> podcast recording studio. <gasps> And a person to listen along in case there are are technical issues. (laughs) Yes. I love this. I love it. Someday Braille will not have to do all the things. I love this for you. I mean, we'll keep finding new things for her to do, but you know, we'll start knocking off some. (laughs) She'll keep learning new skills. Yeah. yeah, For sure. For sure. All right. You guys have brought up a couple of times this artist's initiative. Mm -hmm. Tell me more about that. What is it? Yeah. So, um, it's inspired by our motto, better together. Mm. Um, and so we, it aims to develop a creative space where artists of all kinds can connect, collaborate and receive support for their art. Um, and so when we were thinking about, again, the question of how are we going to meet more artists? I remember Tammy and I were talking and I said, well, how are we going to meet artists that aren't theater artists? Mm. You know, there have been many times over the years that for certain productions or needs or whatever, we have gone to people that work in tech robotics that are painters that are you know sculptors that crochet that sew like how 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 can we meet those people and how can we maybe have a platform for them and kind of put this question I guess kind of out in the universe with like no idea of how we would possibly pull off (laughs) such a thing and I don't know Tammy I think you're the one who said it you were like what if we did like a we had talked about doing like flea markets and things like that. Mm. And so we came up with this idea of kind of doing our own version of a flea market, like a vendor market centered around our events. So, and this is still being developed of how we're going to do this, but the, the idea would be to offer kind of market style minglings either before, during and or after some of our events where um, there's a form on our website, if you're interested in checking out more Mm. um, where we, you know, collect information about these featured artists and invite them to come. And we give them a table for a very, very affordable fee. And they'll be able to display their artwork. They can Mm -hmm. chat with audience members. They can hand out business cards. They can sell products. They can meet other artists that are at this, um, this event and kind of spread the work about their art style or their discipline or whatever it is that they do. Um, and as a way that we can kind of support them in that, because finding a place to, put your art or sell your things Mm. or sell your services is hard. Yeah, it is. The Instagram and Facebook algorithms are not (laughs) very helpful in getting your stuff out there and in us trying to rent space and us trying to look at, you know, other places that we can go and have a table at places is really expensive. So how can we support, especially younger artists that, you know, may just like teach classes or, you know, do some sort of crazy robotics. And so um, we're hoping that can be a place that we can support those artists and build a community across those vast artistries and hopefully create some camaraderie and collaboration between those artists of who are they going to meet at this, you know, this mingling. Um, And then just offer like them opportunities and a supportive environment where you can come and you can, you know, show people who you are and what you do. Um, And then in like a, Second part of the initiative is that we want to be able to also support our artists that have worked with us previously. Mm. And so I, 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 you know, we were talking about maybe having a community board as part of the artists initiative where it says like, you know, okay, you saw Teresa Burns in this thing. Here's her upcoming show and here's where it is. We have one particular person in our group that does improv. Um, and that would be cool. Like, yeah, you know, I've seen a show. Now you can check them out here. Yeah, and I find it, I, you know, it's sometimes it's so hard to track those actors down to be yeah. like, oh, I wonder what they're doing or I wonder where they went and like, how cool would it be if like three years later we're like, hey, come see so and so making their Broadway debut, like yeah. uh, that we worked with three years ago, and you know, I think it's something that that doesn't, at least I don't know, exists where I can go to a place and follow their people that have gone on other places. Um, and so, yeah, it just we we really wanted something that would help support artists and would, you know, be affordable, like <laughs> advertisement, I guess, yeah. um, of of their work of all yeah. kinds, both in the theater industry and not. Want to hear something interesting that just happened a couple of days ago when I spoke to the lady at the Arts Foundation? Yeah, sure. I was I did not touch on the initiative. I just mentioned it briefly. 
but while I was talking about some of the collaboration ideas that we have and we're going to be working with other groups and stuff like that, and she's like, oh, that's so rare. I never hear that in theater. Hmm. And I was like, oh. And then I told her about the arts initiative. Um, and I don't want that to be rare. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I also don't, on a myopic level, as far as our experiences, I don't know how rare it is, but I certainly don't see other theater companies publishing additional theater company shows that are upcoming. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? And we hope to have that like on the website, like, oh, here's the people that were in this show. See them in this. See them in this. See yeah. Them in this. Send them to other you know, theater companies and um, give yeah, everyone because, an opportunity. Because for me, like, at the end of the day, what we want to do is expand exposure to the arts. Correct. Mm-hmm. I don't want it to just be expanding exposure to us. Yeah. We are one in f- a flobbity jillion yeah. of the incredible art that is happening all around. Yeah. And you know how specific our mission statement is, we're going to do this particular kind of theater. Mm-hmm. But this other group is going to do this particular kind of yeah. theater and it might be like, "Whoa." Yeah. And you might find your jam that way. And that's <laughs> awesome from like both a community building standpoint, but also from like there's a practical standpoint here where like whenever I watch a TV show or a movie or a show, the thing my brain is doing is like I've seen this person before. Where else have I seen them? <laughs> what else are they up to? Like my brain's doing that anyway. Yeah. So having a hub where my brain can be like, oh, let's just go to there and answer all of these questions in one place is very helpful. And I'm so excited to see who who we meet that maybe wants to sign up to be an overture artist mm. and what they do. Like who knows what that could unlock mm-hmm. and what kind of collaborations down the road that that could lead to. Yeah. And and it's, it's, just, it's very exciting to me. I... It is, it has been something that we're so excited to chat about, mm. and I'm excited for us to bring it into fruition because it's it is. like the passion project part. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. All right, so let's talk about what does Overture Arts need help with right now? Like we know people are willing to send gavels, and, <laughs> <laughs> and we know people are sharing our stuff, which we really appreciate. Is there anything that listeners can do right now? or when they're listening to this, to take something off of y'all's plates. Because from my perspective, you guys are doing the work of like 35 people. <laughs> and so, <laughs> and that's like new business. That's like a very common story when people start businesses is like they're doing all the jobs. And so is there anything that um, our listeners could do to take something off of y'all's plates? Yeah, I mean, I think for me, what I would love to see is, is, you know, comment on our social media or our podcast. Let us know what you're excited about. Let us know what your questions are and all of those things, because especially as we're, we're, we're in planning for season one now. Mm -hmm. So, you know, one comment could change how we think about a whole thing. You have to say it like this. One comment could change everything. (laughs) (laughs) One comment to change it all. (laughs) So, yeah. So my, my big thing would be is if, you know, listeners, friends, things like that, you know, chat with us. Yeah. yeah. Let us, us know what you're thinking. Questions. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What else you want to know? What you're confused about? Yeah. You know. Yeah. What do you want us to do an episode on? Yeah. Like, feel. I know some people have already commented on my TikToks about this podcast, being like, "Hey, can I actually listen to it here? Hey, what, what, what are yeah, your thoughts on that? Yeah. Let us know if there's other Tell platforms. Me. Yeah. That that's the whole reason. You know, we started on Spotify, mm-hmm. and Teresa, I know you texted me and you said someone's asking about Apple Podcasts, and I was mm-hmm. like, okay, cool, I'll figure that out. Guess what? Three weeks later, we're on Apple Podcasts. Yeah. So also that too, and and you know, let us know what other things you want to know that that may not be theater industry specific, but about having a company mm-hmm. or you know how do you combat the scaries about the paperwork and <laughs> you know what are important things to think about so you know just feel free to shoot us a message comment yeah. find our spotify q a that will mm. probably have the same question on it when we post this one because <laughs> i haven't figured out how to change it yet like share and subscribe <laughs> yeah. yeah all right well this has been lovely y'all so good this is so fun we got it <laughs> we, hey, we, uh, we second time we got episode two done we did it we did it. I'm we proud did of it us. takes three times for episode three. I'm out. I'm <laughs> <laughs> we'll see you next month for episode three. <laughs> <laughs>